Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to a very short One Bitcoin show. Today is November the 7th of 2022. Strong long-term thinking, confident decentralist, disintermediation, no class warfare, freedom of association, no scapegoating, golden age. All right, dudes. Hello, my elite friends. This show is actually live. It's been a while. And it's a very special show because I promised everyone on Twitter that I would comment uh, on the election coming up and make a two-minute video, which I made on Twitter. I wasn't satisfied with it. I was just going to post it here. But I'm like, I'm going to just expand upon it very fast. Um, we need about what, 66 more dollars to do a one Bitcoin show. I want to do a little bit of housekeeping updating here so you know where I am. I tweet every day, so there's really no excuse for you. I mean, I haven't disappeared or anything. Just haven't. I've been posting uh, travel videos on my backup channel, Proud Zionist Jew. Check it out. Um, it's linked to below somewhere. Everything's linked to below. And again, the only time I do shows here is when I raise $100. So if you want a show, you pay me. If you want to hang out with me, you also pay me. Um, I said that I wouldn't go to the conference in L.A. because I despise Los Angeles so much and all their rules. Um, but someone stepped up and is paying for everything for me. So I am in Yuma, Arizona right now, a great small town, hardworking people, sunniest place in America. I got to go running soon before the sun is just incredibly powerful. But I'm going to drive to Yuma on the uh, actually on the 9th. But I will be I mean, I would drive to Los Angeles. I will be at the big event in Los Angeles on Thursday, this Thursday in Santa Monica. It's actually in Santa Monica. I didn't, I thought it was probably in downtown, but it's not whatever. And so you can, you can meet me, whatever you want to do. I know a lot of, you know, make it, this dude made it very convenient for me. Okay. Um, so no, I still think Los Angeles is ridiculous. What they did was horrible. Um, I don't even like that Swan's having the conference there. Um, I know they're a base there. They're, he lives around. He lives around there. Corey lives in the west part of LA, uh, somewhere around there. Um, so it's very convenient. So whatever, it's his thing. He pays for it. Cool. That's great. Um, Swan, they're doing great things. I'll see you guys there. Maybe I'll do a live show. Um, I've been, you know, I've been traveling around. I love Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City is the best city in America that has a major league sports team. It just is um, when it's warm outside. Uh, when it's cold, I run away. I was there. Uh, I got out of there at the end of October. But my Lord, uh, September and October, beautiful, beautiful. Salt Lake City, you know, there's there's so many so much stereotypes about Utah and, and the Mormons and everything. And that just keeps ridiculous people away. It is great. It is peaceful. It is clean. It is safe. Uh, it's just healthy. I always have a smile on my face. Sure, they have all these liberal signs all over the place, BLM, whatever. That's their business I don't give a darn. It's peaceful. It's, oh, it's so good. It's a good life. It's, you know, not that cheap, but whatever. If you're doing well for yourself, you can find some deals. It's okay. Great. So, um, and I also, when I'm in, in, when I'm in LA at the event, come on over to the, the Bitcoin cards table. All right. That is where I, I'll be there a lot. 
Bitcoin trading cards. It's linked to below, btc-cards.com. Um, and Twitter, follow him on Twitter. Aladdin is just a, a freaking awesome dude in motion. Um, I helped him network. Uh, he can testify <laughs> that, you know, Adam, I, I he was in motion. Because I've said on a recent video, if you want networking help, come to me, pay me, I'll, I'll network you. He, he, I, I'm sure he'd give a testimonial saying how much the networking I gave him uh, was worth for his business. He, it is going to explode, these Bitcoin trading cards. You've probably heard of them now. All sorts of people are retweeting it. He's a big sponsor at the event now. Uh, so it's, it's really exciting to see just a dude because there's so few people. Uh, everybody loves to complain. They don't compete. This dude contacted me. He wants to compete. He is ripping it up. He's ripping it up. And a lot of you people out there, I tried to get you to get in touch with him. And a lot, a lot of people flaked out. And you know who you are, whoever you are that flaked out and didn't get You're missing out on this, this training, on making money off this dude, okay? He is doing well. He, the, uh, it, it's just exciting stuff. And to be a part of it, to, to you know, he should be an inspiration, just like Dennis in New York who's been on my show a lot of times, who was just a regular dude who every time I would send him, uh, I would post an opportunity or he would jump on it and he's doing great for himself too. It's just, this is the golden age. The sayings that I said at the beginning of this show, some of them you're not familiar with, live by them. I live by them. I don't complain. I go out and do, I am a confident decentralist. I don't care what somebody in Boston is doing. Uh, you know, trying to, I'm not going to go to Boston then. Okay. I'm not going to avoid that. They can do what they do in Boston. I'm going to do what I do in Yuma. You do what you do. If there's some altcoin you hate, don't become obsessed with it. My Lord. And I've, uh, you know, before I get to the point of this, which is the politics and the, the election that's, that's coming up um, and what it means for Bitcoin. That, that was the only reason I wanted to do this video in the first place. I want to, uh, during this time period, I have been learning so much. That's what I do. Um, during the day, I, I read, I learn. That's that's why, and then I run. I do athletic activity. I cook food. This is what I do now. You know, I, everyone knows I've done well for myself with the Bitcoin and everything. I've saved money. I travel around the United States. I, I I experience life. This is the way it should be. And, and to me, that that's what I want. Maybe you don't want to do that type of thing. Uh, some people measure success based on you know I'm not as rich as uh, Bezos. Okay, I mean you're being you're being envious there. You're you're putting. Um, you know, income inequality, all this, this envy type of stuff. For me, it's like, do I have to work on a Wednesday? You know, I mean, think to yourself, do you have to work on a Wednesday? And most people, of course, they do. They have to go to their nine to five job. And, you know, for some people, that's cool, whatever. I don't want to do that. I want to get up when I want to get up on a Wednesday. I want to do plan, whatever. I want to sprint when I want to sprint. I want to do my uh, nine miles when I do my nine miles, do my pushups when I'm for me, freedom, that type of freedom is very not for everyone. But you don't you can decentralize yourself from the mainstream narrative. The mainstream narrative is get a big house, get a nice car, you know, get a nice uh, pay for everything for your kids, spoil your kids. You must live in certain cities. You can't move to Salt Lake City. You can't leave Baltimore. You can't leave the Baltimore suburbs. You have to be a part of this private school community that you grew up with and everything that. You can't abandon this. You can't abandon. Decentralize, disintermediate, okay, dudes? This is, a, and stop blaming, you know, the, the 1%, the 2%, the whatever. 
and stop buying into the mainstream narrative that everything is based upon. Left and a lot of the right is class warfare envy. Get out of the class warfare mentality. The, 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 it's the upper class is not keeping you down. Stop. It's not a war. It's just get. I, I am so anti-class warfare. I am so freedom of association. I am so no scapegoating. I am so, this is a golden age. This is like an unbelievable time to be alive. I was alive during the 2000s. I was alive during the 2010s. Now I'm alive during the 2020s, okay? I was in Bitcoin since 2013, all right? I've seen this thing evolve. It's so freaking off. This was the promised land of the 2020s. We're in it now. And still, there are plenty of people in Bitcoin who complain, who blame, who listen to the government, who, who shut down their businesses. Who, who wanted to, to make other people take and, – and all this stuff. I couldn't believe it. Government stooges in Bitcoin. They, 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 they're, they're, and they're envious of the rich who complain – who blame everything on the banksters, on the banksters. They're the Max Kaiser worshippers of the world, okay? And you, if you want to be a Max Kaiser guy, be a Max Kaiser guy. I think he's totally ridiculous. But whatever. You can be a guy. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to cancel a guy or anything like that. But uh, he tries to cancel people. He wants to destroy all the bankers. It's uh, unbelievable. The bank. Who who are the banksters? Who <laughs> the man who worked for Iranian TV? Who are the banksters? I'd love for him to explain that. It's never been fully explained. Anyway, anyway. So let's let's get my my, my points. I learned about a guy named Lysander Spooner. Look him up. He's from, he was a, a guy truly was anti-slavery. He was anti because he believed it in his core. I mean, he took slavery to a whole new level. I mean, he he thought like working for someone else was, was slavery almost. Like that to be truly free, you must be like an entrepreneur. And I don't want to put words into his mouth. I think he took it. One thing that really hit me with him was like back then in the, the mid 1800s, he was angry at the government for restricting private money, for putting regulation on private money. He explained that the more private money is out there, that poor people will be able to get loans and start their own businesses. The less type of private, the less private money that's out there, the less, the more likely someone is going to have to work for someone else, that they're not going to be able to get a loan to start their own business. And I really like that way of looking at, uh, private money because there's just some people like no the government only the government can issue money only the government no 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 not only should the anyone should be able to print their own money anyone should be able to make their own cryptocurrency i don't care how doji a freaking coin it is okay anyone should be able to do that but the government should be totally separate from money and state that money and state should be separated there should be no regulation whatsoever on finances, okay? All these, you know, financial organizations that you, that everyone's vilifying, all their uh, rehypothification and this, that, and the other, quadrillions of this, let them do what they're going to do, okay? The reason maybe a lot of them exist is because small guys are so regulated out of existence that these corporate boards have come up that just keep on buying all the politicians, all right? And uh, making rules that are good for them and not for other people. Okay. So, but they, I, you know, there shouldn't be any regulation. Let everybody compete on the same level financially. Let's let, you know, I'm not going to get into argument who that, 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 you know, Citibank is giving, being given favoritism and everything. They are, and they bribe their way to it, whatever. Well, we're not going to complain. We're not going to, that's not why you're poor. Okay. That's not why you're poor. Um, if you're poor, it's not because of Citibank, 
uh, charged you five bucks or whatever. Go to another bank then, okay? The compete, don't complain. Let's get into it. Um, so Lysander Spooner, look him up. Um, I'm still learning about him. I learn every day about different things, whatever. Um, and pe people wonder why people of my background, hint, hint, why are they, why are they so successful? Why are the, the those people so successful? They it must be a conspiracy. Um, you know, I listened to the entire interview when I was driving from Salt Lake City down to here. The Lex Friedman interview of Kanye. I listened to the entire thing. I heard who he kept blaming for his own failures, uh, that there was a conspiracy. He doesn't get it that throughout my entire life, I've been told since I was a boy, you do well in school, do well, read, read, do well in school. And so people who want to do well in school, who like to read, who, who like educational subjects, um, they're going to become lawyers in Hollywood. They're going to become producers in Hollywood. They're going to become successful people in whatever they do. A lot, so people of my background, <laughs> we do real well, okay? Because we're disciplined. We, it's not that I'm, more, I'm searching out other people of my background to shut down Kanye. And, you know, I'm going to get my lawyer friend to do this to Kanye so that he can't get into this aspect of Bitcoin. And then, look, we, we worked against him behind the scenes. And that's why Kanye isn't a billionaire anymore. But, um, you know, I'm doing well with my Bitcoin. No, this is insanity. And that's the sad thing about the interview and all the Kanye stuff that's going on. And some of the problems in the United States today that people just can't um, it's just like it's right in front of your face. The emperor has no clothes. Kanye is bipolar. Kanye is having a mental breakdown. Okay. And not even um, Lex had the cojones to just say, hey, man, you're not making any sense half the time on my show. I mean, you, you, were, you need to take your medication. <laughs> and there's so, but society as a whole, just like, you know, if a little kid says he's a, a horse, believe he's a horse now. Uh, and if someone, you know, oh, there's true mental illness out there. And it's just like you can't call people out for mental illness anymore. And it's it permeates so many different things of just, oh, yeah, let that person do, you know, uh, that person's right. That person's right. No, no, they're mentally ill. You, you have every right to call them out. They can do what they want to do to themselves. But to say... This should be the norm is ridiculous. They are, I mean, they're crazy people. No one is stopping them. There is an epidemic of mental illness. And maybe it's because we're in such a golden age where everybody's so comfortable. They can just go off the deep end now. But he has a real problem. Oh, Kanye has a real problem. And it, it, it doesn't take long uh, till after you're listening to him uh, on the Lex Fridman show. And I think it's a learning experience just to show this, how wacky the world is that they can't, that that's the simple thing here. I know every, he's being fired from all these things. Let me tell you something. If you ran a tremendous corporation and you listen to this two hour interview, I don't care what religion that he's ripping on. You would not want to be associated with an, a person this insane. Okay. He is insane. The thing he's saying, I don't care if it's about my religion, your religion, whatever. It's insane that you, no head of a corporation anymore would want to be associated. But we're living in this time where so many CEOs 
want to be friends uh, with uh, Marxist organizations. So they're like, well, you could be friends with this Marxist organization that, that openly, uh, you know, has protests against people of a certain uh, uh, majority pigmentation in the United States of America. You know, why can't you deal with Kanye? I mean, you're saying BLM. Why can't you deal with a crazy man? I mean, that, that might be a legitimate point right there. But no, if you're really running an organization, make a profit, and many, it seems like, are uh, into this, uh, what's it called now? The, the, the Klaus Schwab uh, uh, type of capitalism, which isn't uh, capitalism, a stakeholder capitalism, which is just a, a way to get rid of uh, private uh, private property so that dudes like Klaus Schwab can fascistically uh, c- control your uh, control the government, control everything. Um, you know, no indiv- individuals are in charge of their uh, individuals are in charge of the corporations anymore. Uh, uh, some uh, the community should be involved. They should be. Always a thought of the stakeholders, not the shareholders, not the people actually paying for it, the stakeholders. But again, so in, in the stakeholder, but there are so many CEOs. Maybe they want to fit in with their wives, friends at the country club. This is what's been going on lately. So we see a lot of corporate decisions that are ridiculous politically. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll just uh, support everything that the most radical Democrats, the most radical leftists, we CEOs are going to go out of our way to, to, to support them. So this has become the norm. But unfortunately, is that where all the money is going to? So on a macro level, where does all the money really go to? What, 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 where, where, you know, what, what is being funded here, okay? So when we're living in a time of, in the United States of America, where there's a lot of economic uncertainty with the current administration and the current Democratic majority in, in the Congress. We don't, there's, it's, so there's a lot of money that's not, that's staying on the sideline, that doesn't want to invest in stocks, that doesn't want to invest in Bitcoin, because net Bitcoin, I don't like it, but Bitcoin is highly correlated with the stock market, with the traditional markets right now, all right? So when these rich dudes out there who say all this nonsense for their wives, I don't know, so their kids can fit in at private school, I don't know why they do it. And why they give $10 million to Marxist organizations they want to fit in. Well, they're, and that's just that's small potatoes, okay, what they're doing there. What they're, what they're waiting for is for some stability. They're, they're going to make major investments when they know what the future brings. That They, they know that the, the, the current regime isn't able to, like, take property to, 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 to really go down a really sickening pathway. That, you know, I mean, who knows what could happen? You know, if we go to the craziest extremes here, but that that gets eliminated if the House switches, if the Senate becomes Republican. Okay, so there have been hints lately with the Bitcoin price where it it looks like the Republicans are going to do better than they originally expected. Um, After the Supreme Court decision, people thought maybe maybe Republicans won't take the Senate now and everything. So there's this uncertainty. But lately, when um, there have been hints that the Republicans might do really, really well. Bitcoin's going up. The stock market's going up. So this is my premise. I don't like that Bitcoin is currently uh, highly correlated with the current uh, financial, uh, you know. But, hey, it's the big boys that apparently are throwing money into Bitcoin when money is thrown into Bitcoin. The little guys aren't uh, doing as much or they don't add up as much. I don't know. I don't want to analyze that side of things. 
But I, I do want to analyze this bigger picture scenario. So I'm saying, and I'm in Arizona now, and I, I, the political advertisers are incredibly annoying. They're all over the place. Um, I mean, this woman running for governor, if she becomes governor, well, first of all, if the candidates of the former president all win, he's going to run, run for president again. And, you know, DeSantis, DeSantis won't, I assume. And I feel DeSantis is a better candidate than the previous president of the United States. Um, but if the if that happens, if the previous president of the United States uh, runs for president again, um, I think it's highly likely. And if this woman becomes governor of, of uh, Arizona, she'll probably be his running mate. I don't see why not. He, he likes uh, he likes that type of person. Um, but uh, so so going back to, to the premise at hand, and, and it's, I, I so I made a little video saying Republicans, if the Republicans do much better than expected, we can expect a, a Bitcoin to do very well. And that, you know, it's almost been six months since the Juneteenth crash. Now, we just made it through a November Fed meeting. We only have one more Fed meeting left. There wasn't too much turbulence after this November Fed meeting. Doesn't seem like Bitcoin and traditional markets would care about the Fed as much as they were during the summer when they were crashing on June, right before Juneteenth. It was June 16th. I don't know what day exactly was, but we're almost six months away from that. And we are almost clear to a point where I'm saying right now, if the Republicans win really big, really big, not just, I mean, win the House, obviously, win the Senate, and then do a little bit better than the Senate, there's no way Bitcoin's going back down to 17.6K. That was the low, okay? That was the low. This election is really the, and maybe the December Fed meeting, The Dece- if the election goes bad, and then the De- December Fed meeting could be bad too because of the election, um, but if we, if this election goes real well, we could see a real big pump and it's not going back to no 17, six K and all you people wishing and hoping all you doomers that want to be 14 K, uh, you better stop dreaming. Okay. So this is, this election is important. So if you're a one issue voter, if you're a one, if you care about Bitcoin, I mean, it, then vote for a Republican. There were some guys like, Oh, we don't want to make this partisan. We don't want to. It's come down to tomorrow. This is a one. If the Republicans do much better than expected, I think you guys can see my logic here. Why this will be the, we will know that the bear market's bottom was June the 16th. If the, that, that's the conclusion I make. And we will look back that, you know, this is, this is a big turning. This could be a big turning point right now. In American history, in, in financially, the money is going to want to. There is going to be certainty for the next two years that the government, at least, will not be able to do anything ridiculous to the stock markets, to to, to corporations, and all these big wig liars, CEOs who don't have the cojones to say, you know, what's going on with the government regulation is insane. They say it behind closed doors. So the, with their money, it's all going to flow back in, okay? But they should have the cojones, like, you know, like guys like Jordan Peterson. Like, they're, they're, they're people, I think, uh, on, on a certain level, sailor, just say what's going on now is ridiculous. What I've been saying is ridiculous. Stakeholder capitalism is ridiculous. Woke capitalism, it, it makes no sense. There is insanity out there, financial insanity, Um Insanity is being gripped all over the place. We have to call out mental illness at, at, at all sorts of different levels right there. Okay. 
another thing is just getting the Bitcoin. That protects you from the traditional financial system right there. Um, you know, if, if God forbid the, the Democrats all win and, you know, all, all these things get, you know, horrible, horrible type of uh, fascistic uh, stakeholder capitalism really uh, takes hold on, on so many different levels. There are 50 different states here. Don't be a tree. Don't be a tree. You'll be able to find a state that will be good for you. It is just amazing what's going on in Florida and Texas economically. I mean, I like what I saw in Utah. Um, I have little videos. I have a video of me in Wyoming. Uh, uh, here in Arizona, the gas is so much cheaper than Los in California. I'm going to fill up the second before I, I leave Arizona. Um, anyway, you don't have to live in California. Don't, don't just, uh, and, and that's why I, I don't like the sanctioning, you know, say having an event in California sort of says like, it's okay. What's going on here in LA. It's okay. It's not okay. What's going on in LA now. Um, and, uh, but again, some of you are going to say, "Well, you're 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 going, Adam. You're going to you're physically going to be there." I'm not paying for any of it. I mean, I'm not I'm not financially. You know, I didn't put on the event, and I, I'm I'm going there. You know, to support people that are that are in motion and everything. And in the, and I don't want to say the Swan people are not stakeholder capitalists. Uh, in your face, let's uh, let's shut down all business. I mean, they're taking a risk. I mean, still on Drudge Report, which is the biggest doomer panic site in the world, I saw a headline that says cases are rising in Los Angeles. He is so scared. He lives in LA, Drudge. He, 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 and, and so many other people who, and he's not conservative anymore. I don't know what he is, but I just want to point out to people they it's not just leftist people that bought into the fear narrative around the virus, there are plenty plenty of so-called conservative people who it just totally took them on, including the former president of the United States. He was scared. He was scared much more so than DeSantis. And that's where DeSantis proved himself um, right there. And DeSantis is being what a true decentralized governor is supposed to do. He is just, he's putting his foot down against the federal uh, overreach. Learn how the United States was supposed to work. It's not a dem democracy that is supposed to be, you know, centered around this incredibly just powerful federal government. It is the power is supposed to be in the states. The and DeSantis is a good example of that. And uh, and you know what? If California wants to be a fascist state, they can do that. They have the power to do that. More power to that. I just won't be in California. And I I had no plans to be in California. I haven't been there since May thirty first, twenty twenty. Um, the day after the, you know, what happened, uh, well, I, I can't use the word, um, the civil unrest, <laughs> huge gatherings on the street when there, there were 11 helicopters in the sky and I could smell things burning all night. <laughs> oh God. Oh my God. That was the last day I was in LA in 2020. So... I hadn't looked at the chat here. I, did anybody do a super chat? Yeah, UK Bitcoin Master has a show in, in an hour. Watch it. This show has went way longer than I thought it would. Okay, we didn't have any super chats. Um, I see some good guys there. Um, and uh, yeah, if you have any questions, do a super chat. You know, I'm not going to do another long show. Maybe we'll do a, a one at, from the event, maybe. Uh, otherwise, you, I got you got to raise at least sixty six more dollars. Send it, do it with PayPal, do it with the super chat. 
So again, I tweet every day, guys. I give you all sorts. Of, uh, I'll be at Bitcoin Day in Naples. Uh, I believe what's that? Either January 21st or January 23rd, if all goes well. Um, Naples, Florida. Um, look that up yourselves. Bitcoin Day. Good, 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 good organization there. Edwards there. Um, someone says, should I continue to hold my Bitcoin? I, I just hope that's you're not familiar with me. If you ha- that's even a question. United, I mean, I value my wealth in Bitcoin. It's, I've never sold a Bitcoin for fiat in my life. So I mean, what kind of question is that? I assume it's a joke or you, you just don't, uh, you have no listening comprehension whatsoever all these years. Um, but uh, again, um, maybe you're a good guy and everything. Maybe you're just trying to tell a funny joke. Uh, all right. Uh, but as you can see, I have a little tolerance for ignorance on my channel. <laughs> That's something that I think a lot of people, uh, some people don't like it. They're like, oh, why were you mean to me? Uh, I mean, come on, dudes. Come on. Come, compete. This is where the big boys play. And I'll leave you with a uh, a Chris Black tweet. It's linked to below. And my original two-minute version of this video is is on Twitter, as I promised. But I, I think I expanded upon things a little bit better uh, in this video. I'm just trying to see if I, I – uh... again, so, yeah, this is not – Part, I'm still a registered Democrat, dudes. I, since I was 20 years old, I was 20 years old, I became a registered Democrat. And that's when I registered to vote um, because the, the time of year I'm born, I, I couldn't be registered. Um, the election is after my birthday. The election is always after my, my or excuse me, always before my birthday. My birthday is right. Uh, my birthday is after the election. My birthday is after the election. So um, when kids were registering to vote in 12th grade, I couldn't. I was too young. So it's just, uh, I'm born in an even year. I'm not going to give away that either. So when I registered to vote, um, because I, um, I was just an ignorant kid, um, the only reason I was a Democrat was because everybody around me was a Democrat in Baltimore County, in the Northwest suburbs. Everyone of my religion is like, a, a, you know, a, that is somewhat secular. You just automatically, you're a Democrat. You're, it's the most mindless thing in, a, in the world for a people that's supposed to be so smart and uh, so conspiratorial or, or whatever we're supposed to be. Um, it was just ignorance on my part. You know, my, everybody in my family, oh, there, everybody's, so I was a Democrat. Yeah, that's why I'm a Democrat. But, but I'm not crazy enough to like, oh, I got to change my registration now. No, you don't have to change your registration. I'm not, I'm not going through all that nonsense, wasting my time with that stuff. Uh, but yeah, if you're, if you, if, I think the in politics is, is, is a huge waste of time. If you're going to be involved in, in politics, like Dennis Porter in, in, in Oregon, he's a big, you know, do it for Bitcoin, one issue voter. So it's not about partisan, like, oh, the, you know, the, if, the, if I thought it was better for the Democrats to win, I would say vote, vote for the Democrats. But there's, there's no way. We've seen how these last two years are, the uncertainty that they they caused. They, there's total... And a hatred for production. There is no respect for they. They target the most productive people in the world. Elon. I mean, the things I hear from elected officials going after Elon Musk. That's not the way government's supposed to work. They're not supposed to say, "Hey, we're going to target this guy. We're going to try to tax him out of his." I mean, this would be unbelievable to the founding fathers. I mean, this would have been unbelievable like 40 years ago, I think, to target specific people for government overreach This is because they're productive, because they're rich, because you don't like them buying a private corporation. 
this, this is not what the government is supposed to do. They're not supposed to target individuals. That's really scary. That's really scary. So Chris Black says, um, this is a tweet from a while ago, but I'm just sharing it. There are no safe space. This there are no safe spaces in an open decentralized community. Deal with it, snowflakes. So that's why I, I consider Bitcoin. Anyone can come here, but it can be it can be rough. There are no safe spaces in Bitcoin. This is where the big boys play. So if you think I'm a little mean to you when you ask me a, a, an ignorant question or whatever, something that I've been repeating since you know 2013. I mean, this is where you, this is where the big boys play, baby. There's, there, there are no safe spaces in the guys that are re- that understand what decentralization is. But the cool thing is, you can make your own, uh, you can make your own videos that are are, are like snowflakey and, and everything, and your own Bitcoin channel where you know you say, well, maybe it's okay to sell all my Bitcoin when um, Biden, when Biden says something scary, I, I should sell all my Bitcoin or. When AOC says it's it's hurting poor people, I should sell. I, I should feel guilty for being successful. That's your prerogative. That's cool. That's cool if you want to do that. I'm a confident decentralist. You New York's welcome to have a, a lovely representative like AOC. She's welcome to run for president. I'm going to vote for my person. I'm going to do my. I'm going to support my person. I'm going to tell people what I think is best. I'm not going to be guilted in the. You know, not saying, you know, the Republicans doing freaking awesome tomorrow is going to make me richer. And that I should still consider that, you know, the Democrats, oh, you know, who they, they supposedly support the poor people. And let's not alienate any Democrats because, uh, you know, you're saying that Republican that, that because that really triggers some Democrats. I mean, it does. There's no doubt about it that some left-leaning people are going to be triggered horribly and think it's the freaking end of the world if Republicans do better tomorrow. Seriously, seriously. They, there are guys right now that say it's the beginning of uh, – there'll be no more constitution. There'll be no more this. There'll be no more democracy. It's a, it's a threat to democracy. <laughs> I mean it, it, it's – it's um, they, they are free to say that, okay? I'm just telling you the truth, all right? I'm telling you. What I'm living out here, okay, and you might not think it's the truth, but it's going to be really good for a lot of people, um, you know, for the complainers of the world, um, for the freeloaders of the world, for the blackmailers of the world, for the people who want to make, that are not productive at all, the only way they get their money, the only way they get their sustenance, the only way they get their joy is by bringing other people down. Well, then uh, tomorrow might not be that, that fun for them. Okay, that's fun. That's great. Decentralize yourself. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Um, and yeah, the Astros were the best team in baseball. They won it. Stop complaining that they're cheaters or something like that. Um, it, you know, when, whenever they did in 2017, um, all the other teams were doing for years. It stopped sign stealing. You know, growing up as a kid with baseball, I mean, sign stealing was sign stealing. Another thing, uh, I love the Orioles. Um, may, may 2023 be a 1983 all over again. I don't like the Yankees at all, but Aaron Judge is the true home run king. Aaron Judge is the true home run king. Not just of the American League. He didn't, if he didn't use any performance enhancing things, he is the true king. He's, and this is coming from a hardcore Oriole fan. So, 
There you go, people. Stop complaining about the freaking Astros. It's it's a bunch of Yankee fans and Red Sox fans. And just uh, admire what Aaron Judge did. It is incredible that he hit 62 home runs without the help of a performance-enhancing uh, mechanism. Uh, someone says, thank you for all your wisdom and motivation because of you. Because of your show today, I'm, I'm now coding and hoping to contribute to the Lightning Network. Cue the plain sound. You are awesome. As you know, I'm not that big into the Lightning Network. I am big into you because you're in motion. Uh, Matt J. Moore is in the in the house. He's in Oklahoma City. I wore his shirt in the other, the short video. He's in Tulsa, excuse me. Great, uh, oh, great, great show coming out of Tulsa. He's in motion. Uh, maybe I'm going to see him sometimes. Maybe I'll be at his house, sleeping at his house on December the 3rd. Who, who knows? Matt is a great guy. Uh, I, I, again, I retweeted him earlier today because he retweeted me. If you retweet me, you say some things, I'm going to retweet you, people. If you want to be part of my network, be part of my network. I am, I'll say it bold, I'll say it loud. I'm a unique beast. I love other unique beasts. Lysander Spooner was a freaking unique beast back in the day. He really believed in freedom. He didn't jump on the abolitionist thing to be cool with his New England fit, fit friends. Like a lot of New Englanders apparently did. Um, they talked a big game with abolitionists, but they didn't want um, they didn't want people like my my buddy Tay living around them. Okay. They, they weren't down with people like Tay International, if you know what I mean. Um, they, they they talked a big game. Uh, I mean, and it kind of it does remind me of some of the people in Salt Lake City. They they talk a big game about BLM. Are they willing to actually uh, you know go through uh, you know give up their private property just because they uh, feel bad because they're 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 of a certain race and other? But Lysander Spooner. Um, no, no, no. He he was a true abolitionist, a true unique beast, um, you know, a true person who b- believed in everybody's a human. I can live around other human beings. I'm not using this as a club to make another uh, another part of the country weak. So my c- part of the country is uh, strong and I'll just dump uh, dump on all these people that I don't want living around me around them and have no plan to integrate them into society. Lysander Spooner was a, was a true, awesome, unique beast abolitionist. I just got into some uh, some uh, some southern northern history there um, because uh, the the North uh, had people that that were dent- definitely uh, into federal government having overreach, to say the least, and the South was into the decentralization of government. Um, some of the things that some of the states were into were wrong and would have uh, gone away eventually because they were morally wrong. It was morally wrong uh, what, what some of the Southern states were doing. Um, but you, you just don't, um, there was another principle at hand, federalism, et cetera, et cetera. We won't get into that right now. We just had a little uh, beyond Bitcoin moment at the end uh, of the show. There is another guy I mentioned on my show, uh, Brian McClanahan, um, that you should check out if you want to get into that Southern stuff uh, and Northern and decentralization on, on Abbeville Institute. He he does work with um, that's into decentralization and, and Northern South history. And, and it was because of uh, 
Brian McClanahan that I learned about Lysander Spooner. And I don't, you know, I, I, I don't get into the political side of things, uh, of, you know, civil war and all, all that stuff very much. For me, it was, you know, getting this uh, historical decentralization and, you know, how the country was supposed to function and secession and freedom of association, which I apply to Bitcoin and other aspects of my life. So a lot of people will be reactionary and say, oh, you're, you're, uh, you're a supremacist or something if you deal with anything with the South. That is so horrible. That is just, just that's, you know, that's not, you're not living freedom of association there. Uh, you're not, you're not a confident decentralist if you can't understand that. And you're a scapegoater. That's what I'm going to end with. The South is not the reason for all our problems, period. And it, there is a certain, um, there's, certain, there's a certain contingency out there in, in the left and in the right that just is like, they want to blame the South on everything. They want to, come on, it's, everybody's moving to the South right now. Tennessee, uh, the, the governor of Tennessee was great. I interviewed Ben uh, Shapiro just did. Pound that like button, I'm out of here. I just gave you guys a lot of uh, reading material and video material. Uh, see you guys in Los Angeles on that Thursday. Bye-bye.